Blog Talk Radio. Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. It's Thursday, November 23rd, 2020, and here we sit in a pile of poop. I swear this country has gone insane, but maybe it was a long time coming. Hosting, co-hosting with me tonight will be John LaCron, and many of you are familiar with him and his writing, and one of the most scholarly people I know when it comes to the law and the courts and how all this crap works, the legalese, the smoke and mirrors and trickery. Uh, He's been able to dissect most of it with deadly accuracy. But here we sit. We've got a president who is refusing to concede an election and is going to, like a five-year-old temperamental child, going to throw a temper tantrum if they try to take him out of office. He should have never been there. The one coming in should never be in it, but there we are. But you go ahead on and you fight over who's conservative and who's liberal and who's a Democrat and who's Republican and who God loves and who God doesn't, blah, 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 blah. You just keep shooting yourself in the foot. One of the things that has gone down recently with this faked up virus thing, they still have not identified any virus. They are coming out with a vaccine that I have from a, on good authority from a friend of mine who is a very experienced microbiologist and epidemiologist who said for them to have 88 million doses ready in the foreseeable future, like before the first of the year, they would have had to have been working on this for five to six years. If you still don't catch on that we are being set up, this is not a vaccine in the sense you are thinking about it. This has a nanogel in your in it that will spread through your body like a virus and turn you into a walking biosensor. And you can figure out from there how that's going to work out for you. But what we've seen governors do and the federal government across the country are these illegal lockdown orders. Under no circumstances does the president or any governor have any right to lock down our communities, to shut our businesses, to to interfere in our daily lives, to order us to wear masks, to, to order us to to distance from one another. Um, you know, Don, Dr. John Reiser pointed out. They're trying to scare us into thinking that if we breathe the same air we've been breathing all of our lives, somehow we're in danger. We're not. The danger we face is coming out of government. None of these governors, nor the president, have any right to issue executive orders. It isn't in the Constitution. One of the things that surprised me over the last couple of weeks was in looking at state constitutions and talking with people, and I said, what does your state constitution say? And the response 
about 70%, I didn't know we had one. This is from adults. So I started questioning high school students, and I have kids that, you know, just got out of high school here two or three years ago. And I asked, I said, when you were in your civics class and you discussed the state constitution, what are you talking about? I said, didn't you discuss the state constitution? No, I didn't know we had one. We are intentionally not teaching this. We are intentionally not teaching our young people that these documents exist. When I ask the kids, what do you think that constitution is comprised of? Well, they think it's like the federal constitution. It's one flowery page in a frame with some rights in it. And they're stunned when I explain to them the Constitution for the United States has more than 382 pages to it. What? They didn't tell us that. Oh, yes, it's quite a detailed document. So does your state. And one of the places I have gone for information that I have found very reliable and quite interesting, filled with documented information, is Lost Horizons. And the research they do is almost as good as what John does. And they looked into all of this and as talking and they found all these constitutional keys state by state, which prohibited the governors from doing what they're doing. And as an example, and I excerpted from the one for Michigan, which is clearly under fire from a tyrannical heifer that calls herself governor. It says any basis, even an enactment of the legislature itself, on which the governor or any executive branch agency or official claims the power to devise, issue, and enforce commands directed at any or all of the general public, whether such commands are labeled as executive orders or otherwise, is manifestly unconstitutional and void per the foregoing simple and straightforward legal facts. The governor and all other executive branch officials are prohibited from being given, having, or exercising any such powers. It continued to say in brief, no command so devised and issued can be lawfully enforced by anyone. No command so devised and issued can be lawfully upheld by any court to which the foregoing points of law are presented. With all of that in mind... And all of you sitting there with your state going under lockdown for three more weeks, closing down all the bars and restaurants. Of course, Walmart can stay open, uh, but they're going to close down this and that and something. But the casino can stay open, and you can't go to church because that's too many of it. And don't meet in your house you know, with others for Thanksgiving. You need to stay away from each other. Uh, here's knock, knock. You go to hell. We're having Thanksgiving dinner at my house like we always have. And... If you want to stop by, bring your own fork and plate. Anyway, with that, John, <laughs> I jump in here. I um, I think I'm getting angry. Certainly, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you got angry, boy. I can't imagine why that might happen, Marty. I can't imagine oh. right at all why that might happen. Uh, let, before I uh, bring in some good news that I think some of your listeners will absolutely adore, and I don't even know if you know this, but I've been talking about it on my Facebook, I would just like to remember, remind everybody that the position of a governor is actually a military title, okay? And remember, govern, governor, gouverneur, Latin, 
all that wonderful thing. And of course, the word government means that comes from two Latin words, governare and mente, which of course uh, means mind control. But anyway, um, there's a running court case that I've been party to up in northern Michigan, and I couldn't resist, Marty. I had to do it. I had to. I've been making a mockery of the little system up there, and I've been, of course, uh, exposing corruption amongst the judiciary and several bar members and uh, local taxing authorities up there. But uh, let me read something. This is actually filed in a court case under the pains and penalties of perjury, which means if I'm lying, I'm going to jail, Marty. And I read as follows. The claimant also has concerns for the safety and security of the people of Michigan, the landmass, not the corporation. The people belonging to the land have been harmed, injured, damaged, and have suffered great loss. The claimant's brother, Jim Leckrone, has been a victim of this tyranny, although not to the degree people in other parts of Michigan have suffered under. The woman acting as governor, Gretchen Gretchen Whitmer has been using executive orders that are running roughshod over my friends, neighbors, and family members living in Michigan, as well as visitors. She has treated the people of Michigan with marked disdain, brutality, being without regard for the well-being of people subject to her dictatorship. She has gone so far outside of her legal abilities with her executive orders that even the Michigan Supreme Court has ruled against her. That alone is evidence of tyranny. Additional evidence includes several local sheriffs are not enforcing her mandates either, and a real effort to impeach Gretchen Whitmer for cause is now taking place. So ladies and gentlemen, if you say, why isn't somebody doing something? Yours truly has been doing something for years, and here's just another example of it. So if you say, if you're concerned about filing claims against Whitmer, Please go ahead and do so, and feel free to point in my direction. You see, I can't help you folks up in Michigan because I'm here in Tennessee, but I have very significant interests up there to include my little brother, and obviously that concerns me just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, remember, folks, this is a declaration of war. This is economic warfare. Mm -hmm. This is designed to implement a brand-new global economic reset. It's designed to make people entirely dependent on government. It's designed to destroy the current economic system, not that I've been any fan of the Federal Reserve crime cabal, foreign banking issues, but uh, this is going to be even worse because, again, it's all based off of control over digital money. If there is such a thing as money, which honestly there isn't, there's only negotiable debt instruments. And like I like to remind everybody, you, ladies and gentlemen, are the surety for the debt. You are. They yeah. create all of yeah. this debt um, using your quote-unquote good name, the full faith and credit of the United States. Well, I don't know about you, Monty, but uh, you know any corporation that's out there in the business of uh, bankrupting other people, declaring war, dropping bombs, mass murder, all these wonderful things that U.S. Incorporated does in the name of – in our name, of course. Uh, I wouldn't be too partial to uh, extending uh, full faith and credit to them. I don't know. How about you, Darwin? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the thing. And you know, I've I've seen presidents stand up and say, you know, we did this or that, based on the full faith and credit of the people of the United States, and realizing the people sitting around me, John, had no idea what they said. That they put up your land, your labor, your wages, your produce, whatever it was to secure the money they just borrowed in your name. 
that's exactly what they did. I just, and what people I, I, don't realize. No, go ahead, John. Uh, oh, Edward Mandrell House, back in the teens and 20s, was talking about this. This was the only way that uh, he, he says you could finance government. And uh, that's the truth, because let's be honest, they would not have been able to do World War One. They would not have been able to do World War II without this fiat currency as well, because if you're limited by how much gold or silver you had, let's just say it's awful expensive to build bombs, tanks, airplanes, and hire armies. That's fact, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, again, people don't realize it, but you know, even back in World War II, you had an awful lot of people that were buying war bonds. Okay, That was a big issue. They were pushing war bonds. They were actually taking money out of the economy and saying, hey, we're going to pay you interest. Well, you notice they haven't been doing that since World War II. Now what they do is they create more fiat. They just say, okay, we need another couple billion dollars today to bomb Iran or Iraq or whoever they decide they're going to bomb that week. You know, whoever doesn't have a central bank and doesn't submit to uh, U.S. Inc. or the Vatican or all those nice people. And uh, long story short, there are a couple of keystrokes on a computer, and poof, there it is. And they create the bonds, of course, which in turn get sold into the market. And here's the other part of that dirty little secret, Mar- uh, Marty. <clears throat> it has become a closed-loop system now because they used to – you know, Wall Street used to be in there, and they would be buying United States bonds. Okay, and folks, don't believe the guy talking to you right now. Look it up for yourself. Look it up for yourself. These bonds have been sold into the market, and you know other people would be buying them as investments. But these bonds actually don't pay anything anymore. They're actually having to do it so that they, quote, unquote, issue the bonds. Nobody comes in and buys it, so the central bank is buying them back. It's the whole system is crashed, Marty. It's already destroyed, which is why I keep telling people, folks, you have full faith and credit in that fiat currency negotiable debt instrument. You know, Federal Reserve notes, liability, United States Corporation, ladies and gentlemen, they're not money. They're negotiable debt instruments. You can verify that by going to 12 United States Code 411. But anyway… The the goal isn't just to destroy the American economy. The whole goal is to destroy the world economy because the system that they're implementing and bringing in, nobody can be outside of it. They want absolute control, absolute control, and that means that uh, they will issue the digital currency to you, and you in turn will be limited in how you can spend it, what you can spend it on, and of course they'll – Manipulate the value thereof because, again, it's beautiful that way for their perspective. All they're doing is it's keeping it in a closed loop system. You know, the way I like to explain it is this, folks. If you've never heard of it, the old song, I sold my soul to the company store. What used to happen is these uh, factories and these uh, mining towns, they would have a quote unquote company store there. And the, all of the employees and their families would shop at the company store, and they could take out their wages in the form of buying things, and they could get advances, of course. And the company store knew that by doing that, they had these people locked down. 
Okay, they were committed to them, et cetera, et cetera. And these company stores were not selling things at normal retail. There was quite the markup, for, again, for the sole purpose of exploiting the employees. And we won't even discuss the ethics or morals in that particular thing. But that's what they're doing now on a global scale with regards to the future of the economic plans. Now, what people need to realize is you have to go back again in history. What are these things you call states? These states are actually countries, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they were created to uh, contract, and they were created as business enterprises, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. But they were all unique countries. And as you've heard me, if you've been listening to me and Mario, you know, a lot of the shows that we've done, I've explained how the United States Corporation came into being and the United States Constitution um, was created to pay back war reparations to England and the Vatican. Okay, And that's what ended up happening, but it broke down because, again, taxes were supposed to be equally apportioned across all the different states. In other words, no one state was going to pay more than the next one. But needless to say, that didn't happen either. And I've told you folks again and again, all wars are bankers' wars. All wars are bankers' wars. And when the Confederate, uh, several of the states, which had the right to succeed, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, contrary to a lot of people who want to rewrite history and want to make it not so, they had the right to succeed. And the southern states succeeded for a reason. They were being exploited by the northern states. The northern states had the manufacturing base and the population. The south didn't. And I'm sick and tired of hearing that this issue was about slavery. It wasn't. It was always about economics. And in so doing, they created this, again, problem, this divide and conquer, which is the pattern that they use repetitively to control populations. I told you folks that in the 1822, I believe it was, the Vatican got together with several of the kings of Europe and says we've got to stop this populist movement where people are finally getting their head out of their fourth point of contact and figuring things out. And they're exercising their rights. They're exercising their ability to control their lives rather than having some king or some politician or having some religious head dictating to them everything they could do or could not do. Well, folks, we're going right into that system full tilt right now. But there isn't going to be anywhere outside of that system. Their goal, their plan is to absolutely control every facet of your life from birth to death. They will control what you know, what you see, what you can do, where you can go, who can you can interact with. And heaven help you if you think you're going to stay outside that system. You know, I told you about the fact that they made me swap my flip phone here a couple months ago, which really upset me to no end. Now I'm sitting here holding this NSA's wildest uh, fantasy, you know, this new phone of mine, which I despise like you can't imagine. I see, keep seeing it do all kinds of interesting things, and I ain't touching it. I can assure you it's get, sending all kinds of wonderful information back to the NSA, and you know how I feel about that. Um, but, folks, if you don't realize it, part of that system is uh, going to be based on the Chinese model, and they're already showing it to you. You can look at it on YouTube and see examples of what it is. 
It's going to be based on a social credit score, of which yours truly is going to be in the negative right out the starting gate. So needless to say, I won't have one. But more importantly than that, it's going to say whether or not you can leave your house. Is your phone red or is it green? Did you get that injection or did you reject it? Did you test positive, quote unquote, for this hoax? And again, folks, the test that they're producing and saying that this is how you determine whether or not it exists on somebody, all of you folks know that they've told you that test doesn't work. It wasn't intended for that. And yet we're still pretending that it does. Nobody thinks about the fact that the Center for Disease Control is a vaccine company. And Fauci and Gates and all these other major players, they're making a fortune right now at the expense of this entire country. But we are getting off a of track here, and I, you have my apologies for that, Marty. So let's get back on track, and let's talk about constitutions at the state level. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, okay. again, going back to what I said, all states, all states are their own country. But here's the caveat. After the War of Northern Aggression, things changed. And uh, because they changed, the, some of the southern states lost their autonomy. They had to agree to certain things. They were basically subjugated. And that was the beginning of the end. And the final straw was actually in the 1933 bankruptcy. Again, nobody knows that U.S. Inc. went belly up yet again. I mean, it's been belly up several times. You've had several different corporations masquerading as the United States. Uh, and the latest version of that... In 1933 was when, like you said a minute ago, Marty, um, for folks that don't know it, when uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt made that statement right at the start of his inauguration address, um, address, today is a day of national consecration. Today is a day of national consecration. Well, folks, the word nation, national, nation, that's not the country. That's the corporation. And what is consecration? Consecration is where you're agreeing to work for the church. And I've made my case over and over again. All roads lead to the Vatican, and it's all about Vatican banking, European banking, all ties into the Vatican, of course. And, folks, this is how, again, at that point he hypothecated every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, and all of their property to stand as the surety for the debts. And at the same time, there was letters sent to all the governors of the states, and it basically said, well, we can alleviate some of this pain and suffering, because believe me, there was a lot of pain and suffering going on right then, okay? They were basically, the depression was really getting ridiculous. But I'm here to tell you something, folks. There was not a change in the world. Farmers were still farming, businessmen still had businesses, all of this stuff. What had changed was you had control of the money, and because of the control of the money, they were, bankers were able to manipulate. From 1913 to 1933 was only 20 years to completely overthrow and coup America. That's all it took, 20 stupid years. And at that point, again, it, people who don't know their history... The United States Treasury was no longer under control of the United States Corporation. 
it lost it. And it was turned over to the stinking bankers. Gold got shuffled out of the country, and silver, which had been demonetized back in the 1870s, you know, the crime of 73, 1873. The whole picture of where we are now in 2020, everything didn't come out of a vacuum. But going back in history, you had these states slash countries that had created constitutions that were designed to protect the people. And part of that was there. People had the right to point to it. And then if there was a problem at the state level, they could go to the federal level. And remember, folks, the word federal means by agreement or by contract. And again, if you don't know your history, you had the federalist, those who believed in uh, big government at the federal level being all-powerful, and the anti-federalists that wanted all power to remain with the states. That struggle has existed since the beginning, Marty, since the very beginning so it's not a surprise that finally the Federalists got the upper hand, and they've always used economics to do it. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They're doing it again. They are doing it again, only this time it's not even countrywide. It is global because the people, in the end, are going to end up getting subjugated and subdued because of desperation. How do you change the way the world works? You destroy the world that they know and replace it with whatever the new system is you want put in there. And it always takes preparation beforehand in order to do this. Again, the changes that took place in 1933 where the Federal Reserve came in, what was the first thing FDR did, the very first act he did? Executive order stealing everybody's gold and gold notes or gold and gold certificates. Let me rephrase that because I'm telling you folks, always, it's always been about who controls people and they've used currencies or they've used wealth or they've used armies in order to do it. And you sit there and you can point to the Constitution of the United States. You can point to the state Constitution. And then you can sit there and you can ask the question, well, why aren't they believing it? Why are they not supporting it? It clearly says you're not allowed to do what you're doing. You can't infringe on my right to speak. You can't infringe on my right to keep a gun around. You can't infringe on my right to assemble with people. But guess what? They're doing it, and they've been doing it for decades. The federal constitution says that. The state constitution says that. And remember, what is a constitution? It is a corporate charter. And it's written and intended for the certain people. And folks, as much as you want to pretend you are, you're not actually party to that contract. I know you want to be, although I don't know why. Because, again, what is a constitutor? Someone who agrees to pay the debts of another. 
I don't know about you, Marty, but I'm not chomping at the bit to pay United States Inks or the state of Tennessee Inks uh, debts. Maybe other people are. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I, I think they're uh, yeah. frivolous spenders and spending it all in all the wrong ways. You know, if I had my way, the spending would all be, you know, turning uh, large swaths of land into um, agriculture that is natural instead of this uh, big agri-crap, you know, and forget this GMO garbage. We'd be building homes and everybody would be living happy, go nucky. We'd have factories producing things everybody actually needs. Um, rather than uh, frivolous BS that's overpriced and generally an insult to the one's imagination. Marty, I, showed, I shared a, uh, a photograph yesterday. It, it was sad, to say the least. It was one of the most ridiculous photos. You know, fashion has always been one of the things that's designed to, quote-unquote, shock people, of course. And this fashion right. photograph, so two, uh, basically, I'll refer to them as soy boys. They had a uh, what looked like a uh, dress suit, um, you know, upper portion of their body, but the lower portion was basically nothing more than a uh, kind of a strange-looking pair of shorts and uh, some other queer-looking things. It just made me just shake my head and say, "Really?" It insults one's perspective. You know, it's anybody with a that would actually call himself a man wouldn't be caught anywhere near wearing something like that. But this is again what they call fashion, and this is supposed to be the new trend. This is supposed to be, oh, this is what's going to be coming in the future, and there's going to be smucks out there that actually believe this garbage. Okay, so you, again, you've got this mind control thing going on. But when I sit here and I tell folks, don't get into one of these maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering for our kangaroo courts expecting to get any quote-unquote constitutional rights. And a lot of times you'll actually hear somebody with a black robe look you directly in the eye and says, there's no constitution here. They'll tell you that. Because, again, I remind everybody, you left American soil when you walked in that building. You're on a foreign pirate ship in dry dock. Whether you're willing to admit that fact or not, it is truth. Bob, British Accreditation Agency, you're in a private cabal's headquarters. And those are pirates in there, and they are looking to fleece you. And, again, all crimes are commercial, 27 CFR 72.11. But, again, getting back to it. You have inalienable rights, okay? You have rights. Now, as a man or a woman, these corporations are not supposed to be running roughshod over you. The problem is so many people have not figured out that their rights come from inside them. And the way I've always described rights so that people can comprehend what rights truly are. Your rights are whatever you say they are until they violate someone else's rights, okay? In other words, law is simple, always has been simple. The bomb mafia complicates it because that's how they make their money. They're in business. They are selling you their services, their garbage. They're selling you their contracts. They're selling you their perceptions of what law is. But truth be told, most of those people wouldn't even be employed in the way that they're employed in a system that wasn't 
corrupted, where law was three simple words, do no harm. Do no harm. You would have probably maybe 30 or 40% of those people possibly being employed because it would be real crimes where real people were harmed. It would be attorneys that were, you know, party to it where they would be prosecutors and defense attorneys and all those other things. But most of what these people do, writing of contracts, which again, if you don't know how to read legalese, it should really bother you. Once I learned how to read legalese, I started looking at all these contracts. Every time I saw a new contract, oh goody, what can I look at and find? And once... I was sitting there. I'd, it takes me no more than two or three sentences before I fought, see the first thing that now stands out like a neon sign to me. Like, there's your first example of fraud. There's your second, your third. You know, this is, again, what they do. You can't have a stable society where the criminal system is actually, quote, unquote, law. You can't have a stable society where the economic system is entirely built on fraud and entirely built on vulture capitalism. You cannot do that because in their particular world, that is their business model. Create the economy, get people in debt, destroy the economy, buy things up pennies on the dollar, start the cycle all over again. Only now, Marty, they are doing it at a global level. And no state constitution, no United States constitution, none of those are going to stop it. As much as people want to believe in those things, they don't because there's no enforcement arm there. There just isn't. Did you have any comments before I move on? Well, yeah, I do. You know, the thing is, like I say, I was so stunned, John, in talking to people. They weren't even aware that they had a state's constitution. Now, my response to that was, well, maybe you weren't, but wouldn't you think the governor was aware? And maybe you think maybe the governor might have read it once or twice or his legal team might have advised him on it or, um, you know, said "We, we don't have the authority to do this. But they are playing on the public's ignorance. They are playing on the fact they already knew people didn't know about the state constitution, and if they did, they had no idea what it involved and what was there, what could possibly be used to defend themselves from these lockdowns and the forced mask wearing and the coming forced vaccinations. I, um, I, I, I think we are at such a level, John, you know, there's been people like you out there talking for years me not so long and not near as as experienced and educated as you are, but there's still a gang of us out there sounding the alarm. And I am just amazed that people just, their eyes just glaze over. Well, what are you going to do? Well, there's nothing you can do. Well, if you sit there, of course not. But we have been very well trained to sit there. And I say when these these orders come out, these orders for lockdowns and everything else. And that Whitmer, I hope they get rid of her. There's something seriously wrong with that woman. Um, she, a tyrant, doesn't even begin to describe 
what this woman's nature is. I'm I'm not sure, but that to me, in my opinion, is walking evil. But um, that people just take for granted that, well, yeah, they have the right to do this. No, they don't. And why, you know, if this had made any sense whatsoever, why would you shut down some businesses but not other businesses? If this was across the board, everybody shut down till we get a handle on this fake virus that we made up and see what we're going to do next. But they didn't. All the corporate businesses got to stay open. Um, all the mom and pop operations got shut down. Your local economy got destroyed, except for your big box stores. And this is going to get far, far worse. We have an estimated 40 million people out of work. There never have been enough jobs. And what are they going to do with 40 million people? John, I keep seeing more and more, and it's something I have said since this hoax, COVID hoax started up. This is a culling of the elderly. And they are getting rid of that's basically who they claim died from COVID was the elderly. Uh, somewhere between forty, fifty thousand of them. Globally, we saw them, and then they um, noted that, like in Italy, the average age of death was seventy-nine and a half years from people who supposedly died of COVID. And but we're seeing a global culling, and now that and I can't remember this doctor's name, and I'm sorry to say that it was just put into the Biden cabinet. Um, I believe over health and human services, and he's the doctor who came out here about six months ago and said uh, there was no point in people living past the age of 75. They ought to give it up then. We've seen hospice kicked into high gear. It is no longer the Good Samaritan. It is the Grim Reaper. They're taking out 100,000 or more a year. That's that they'll admit to. Um, This whole thing, we are seeing a culling, but that still leaves millions of people with not enough work, what looks to be a looming food shortage, um, if it, and in some areas it appears to have already landed. And these continued lockdowns, you have rights. Your governor is out of line. S- slap them down. Slap them down. It may be the only thing that saves you at least for a while. Um and it, it's going to take some spine. When did we lose our spine? I mean, we've always been a country of fighters and everything else. When did we lose our spine? Now, since this election, I keep getting what is supposed to be a poll of, do I think Dr. Fauci is, you know, should remain? A, no, I don't. But that's not what the poll is really about. Do you know that he sits on the National Institute of Health uh, and he's against people owning guns? And do you support the fact that, you know, the NRA, you know, it just – but what it is is all they're, – they're cranking people up for massive gun control. And I have to lean on a comment from uh, someone I work closely with in Australia who said they disarmed us about 10, 12 years ago. She said, totally, they disarmed us. She said, the crime rate shot through the roof. She said, the police have become the biggest threat in our communities. And we have no way to defend ourselves, nothing to defend ourselves with. 
And this is what gun control is really about, leaving us defenseless. And it is the, the Second Amendment, whatever your views on the Constitution, is the underpinning to that, that document. And people feel like if it's still intact, I stand a chance I can fight back. If they can strike down the Second Amendment, the psychological impact on the country will be devastating. Now, they don't care what kind of gun you have because it's nothing compared to what they got. Nothing. They just don't want the fight. They want you disempowered, disenfranchised. They want you on your knees and not bucking them on any level. This COVID thing has been exposed from so many doctors and scientists as a fraud as a hoax, that there is nothing there. Like I say, it is to cover up this culling. It was ra- rolled out to cover up the collapse of these major international banks from all their corruption. We bail them out to the tune of $7 trillion, and you got a lousy check for 1200 talking about, see what the president did for me? Yeah, how long did that last? And we've given the banks more since the stimulus. Yes. But why, or, and John, maybe you can explain this, why we keep bailing out these monster banks and Wall Street and all of this, and yet we let the local economy fold. I don't understand that. It seems to me you should do it the other way, uh, let those banks fold like you would any other business. That you took your shot, you missed. Now, I don't understand why we keep bailing them out and bailing them out from their own corruption. Did I make in a it? nutshell, Marty, <laughs> oh, you're making ahead. perfect sense. In a nutshell, Marty, this is it. What's good for Wall Street is bad for Main Street. You know, I keep True saying enough. it over and over. I can't make it any clearer. Vulture capitalism, they exist uh, to plunder, to pillage, to steal, to uh, unjust enrichment. That's the term we use in the legal world. You know, these are all the things that these people do, all for profit. And again, as a global issue, it isn't just affecting America anymore. You know, when I looked at the crash of 2008, and I knew about the crash in 2008 and 2006, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was already way all over it. Well, honey, what we're dealing with now it's going to make 2008 look like the good old days, and 2021 is going to make 2020 look like the good old days. And people oh, wow. do not see this. I have never been more concerned than I have been for the last several years, and trust me, I have really never been more concerned than I have been for the last eight months. Because, again, mm-hmm. all I see is the culmination of everything that they've been talking about wanting to do finally within their grasp. It is mm-hmm. there to be taken. Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, New World Order. You know, I talk about the fact that they told you in 1988, they told you they were going to destroy the economic system in 1988. 
the front cover of the Economist magazine showed all the currencies of the world burning. Phoenix bird rising out of the ashes with the gold pendant around its neck, hint, hint. The year 2018 on, and the symbol for pi. And you know I talk about gematria all the time. Pi mm-hmm. is the 21st letter in the alphabet. And I'm telling you folks, that was a message. And the people in the know saw the message. And believe me, I've, I knew about that thing back in the early 90s. So I was, you know, following it this entire time saying, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen. And I started seeing everything come into place. And then when all of a sudden we found this hoax, and then all of a sudden we started hearing about the global economic reset, um, hearing about a central bank digital currency replacing, you know, the current system. And I'm going, there it is. It's all there. And remember, I just told you folks a couple months ago, they created a central bank digital currency across the globe. And they created this banking uh, what they call a bank wallet or a digital wallet for they're, everybody. Folks, yes, it's coming. they're coming ahead, out buddy. with that. Yeah, they're coming out. Homeland Security just announced um, at the end of last week about the $25,000 grants they were giving various institutions to develop or who had developed uh, digital wallets and they were giving them grants for the best ideas. And then um, the Homeland Security came out just today and talked about the uh, the world health the i'm sorry what is it <laughs> um, the north american union whatever that is um uh, they had uh come out and they have developed a digital wallet and people keep saying, well, you know, that's like having a debit card. Oh, it's way worse than the debit card. And I keep telling people, stop using those damn cards. Pay with cash. Pay with cash. You don't understand that when you use your debit card, every purchase you made is being tracked and is being cataloged. Look at your bank statement. It was spent for groceries. It was spent at the drugstore. It was stopped. You stopped and got a Coke. Um, whatever you did is logged on that card. Nobody needs that kind of information about you. And, well, it's easier to use a card. No, it isn't. It it takes just as long to use that card and wait for it to approve and all of that happy-ass stuff as it does to hand somebody a $5 bill and get change. And But if you, you think you're being inconvenienced. So go ahead and use your card. It's tracking everywhere you go and what you do. With this vaccine that will turn you into a biosensor and the accompanying digital tattoo, that will facilitate your digital wallet. You won't be able to breathe unless they say okay. John talked about your your uh, social credit score. People like us, we won't we won't have a score. Um, if you think Facebook is censored now, you wait till this crap comes out and watch the people disappear. And this is. This is so much further reaching. John, why can't the banks, why can't the states? I know gold is the government's money. Silver is the people's money. Why can't the states start their own banks? Um, I'm here to tell you one of them did. I'm trying to remember. Is it North Dakota or one of 
One of the uh, states out west. Yeah, Wyoming. Yes. And they have not suffered anywhere near what everybody else has suffered because they've kept it in-house. They've been protecting their people. See, if you don't know your history behind even the fraud of the Federal Reserve being implemented in 1913, see, it wasn't a guaranteed thing. There was a lot of fighting going on in Congress, and again, I point right back to the sinking of the quote-unquote Titanic, which was in truth her sister ship, and the deliberate murder of all those bankers, because some of those bankers were the ones fighting the European bankers, and they had the money and the power to do it. Dead? There goes the resistance. And with that... They were able to implement their system. And again, folks, if you don't know all the roles of Rothschild, Rockefellers, you're not paying any attention to the fact that everybody who's ever stood up to these people gets killed. Fact, ladies and gentlemen, not conspiracy theory, fact. They send messages. Those messages are heard loud and clear by the powers that are looking to achieve the position of authority. To answer the question that you had a minute ago, Marty, the reason that the Congress doesn't do anything or the states don't do anything is because they're nothing more than an extension of the banks. Let me say that again. They are nothing more than extensions of the banks. And I remember something. When we did the big bailouts a lot of years ago, The bankers literally threatened the Congress, literally threatened them, says, oh, you want to rein us in? See what happens. They got the message crystal clear. And believe you me, if you're going to be in any of those major um, panels in Congress dealing with economics and banking, which, of course, every congressman and every senator wants to be a member of that particular group. I mean, it's highly, highly mm-hmm. profitable. Okay. You will be their puppet. Without a shadow of a doubt, you will be their puppet. And again, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You look at who Biden has chosen to be his new economic guru. Okay. Again, all tied into the deep state crime syndicate, all tied into the bankers, all tied into the system. All right? You have to realize that in the end, it is always going to continue to be this way as long as the people that have the quote-unquote power of money control the rest of society. Because if you have the ability to buy armies buy off politicians, there isn't anything you can do. And Rothschild knew that, okay? He says, give me a control of a nation's money supply. I don't care who makes the laws. Do you think he was joking? Yeah. yeah. He was dead soon. And again, Jun- you know, oh. this is why... Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. This oh, is I was going to say, I've, I've got a message here. Uh, oh, go ahead, John. Finish up what you were saying. This is why I encourage people to use alternatives. Barter, have some silver, have a little bit of gold. Lots of silver, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of gold. 
have the ability to barter, have the ability to raise your own food, that kind of thing. Go ahead, Marty. Got a message here. It's an email of someone that's listening to the show that said they have a, uh, after studying university level civics and social studies, government, etc. I can assure you that the states are part and parcel of the federal government. Why are you telling people otherwise? No, they are not. Go to the Trading with the Enemy Enemies Act from World War II, and you'll find that added to that, it says that Roosevelt states very specifically that each and every one of the states is foreign to the federal government, and we are treated as enemies to the federal government. Um, so you need to maybe get some better classes or a better teacher or something. Uh, John, you want to add anything to that? Oh, you know I do, darling. How many yeah. times have I talked about the three city states that rule the world? The Vatican, yes. the city of London, and Washington, D.C. that has zero to do with America. Zero to do with America. Now, they've encroached upon everybody, but it's a foreign syndicate. It is an extension of the Vatican. There's a reason you look at the city of London, that's your economic powerhouse, and that is also your um, legal powerhouse. Well, who's the military arm of that? Washington, D.C. That's the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you want to hear it or not, the clown that all of the United States citizens have been voting for, and I don't care which puppet it is, doesn't even matter. It never has. Would you care about who was CEO of Walmart? No. But you care about who's CEO of United States, Inc.? Of course, because he's got the ability to destroy your life, destroy worlds, nukes, armies, the whole nine yards. You had globalization that took place already, folks. There was a coup in 1933, folks. An agreement between the governors and U.S. Inc. CEO Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the bankers. Remember, Roosevelt was a New York banker, folks. They don't call New York the Empire State for nothing. Better start waking up, people. I'm telling you right now, the whole problem is nobody knows their history. They don't know what a 14th Amendment corporate debt slave is. You know, they get you into all of these contracts because, again, people don't know their history. There used to be a state, quote-unquote, citizen, and I don't like that word because citizen is code for slave. But let's just say for the moment that it doesn't mean slave, okay? Tennessee citizen, Indiana citizen, those are citizens of those countries with some allegiance to the United States as a country, okay? A conglomeration of miniature countries belonging to something bigger, allegiance there. What happens when we went to major wars? People from all these states were pulled up, created armies, and moved out. But remember, what were the states? 
They had their own armies. Okay? Fact, ladies and gentlemen, not fiction. But here's another dirty little secret. I think it was about eight or ten years ago, U.S. Inc. started pulling out some of the better quote-unquote equipment that all the states had accumulated over the years for their National Guard. Again, why is that? Because, again, a National Guard is a more standing army than just a couple guys hanging out down there at the rifle range. It's something that can be organized, trained, and move forward and actually do things. But again, people don't know that the whole of the system has put them into slavery from the beginning. When Roosevelt hypothecated everybody in 1933, today is a day of national consecration. Remember, folks, everything that comes in a contract, that which comes first takes precedence over that which comes after. And you cannot even find those words in any of the written forms on any of the government websites. It's not there to be seen, Marty. I know, I looked. But you can still hear him say those words if you actually go to YouTube. And again, what's the reason for that? Because somebody would ask the question, why did he say that? They, want, they don't want people asking questions. Here's the kick. People have been educated to believe only one thing, just like the individual that sent you that text message a minute ago. They have been indoctrinated to see only what the system wants them to see. But when I sit here and I show you historically, not using John's opinion, not using John's you know, psychic abilities, but pointing directly to their documents, 1783 Peace Treaty. Look at what happened when you bring up the quote-unquote um, modification of the 1917 Trading with the Enemy Act under Roosevelt in the 30s. That's not us having a conspiracy theory. Oh, no. That's pointing to real facts ladies and gentlemen, and whether you want to believe those facts or not is not our problem. Believe you me, I wish when I was 15 and 20 years old, some guy like me was having the conversation that me and Marty are now having with all of you listeners out there. Do you realize that the importance of this conversation because what we're talking about is important for you to, first of all, comprehend what's taking place right here, right now, and also warning you of this dystopian hell that they've already built and have implemented. Now, do you like this first year of the New World Order? I know I sure don't, and it's going to get worse. Yes. And going back to what all we're talking about with regards to the Second Amendment. Well, let's talk about it for a minute. Let's go back to the First Amendment. The First Amendment, the ability to communicate like Marty and I are doing to you right now who are listening. What happened to Marty and I the day before the election? Our one-and-a-half-hour show was shut down to 17 minutes. Yes. That's called censorship, ladies and gentlemen. Censorship. Now, was it because we were out here talking about declaring war and violence and, you know, being stupid? No. 
We were telling you facts that the syndicate didn't want you to know because it was election the next day. Of course, you know, Marty and me, you know, we're all puppets of Putin, so uh, I guess I, they were justified, right, Marty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Censorship is the first example of dictatorship, the very first. But it's also the reason that it was always number one. Remember, in a contract, that which comes first takes precedence over everything else. The right to free speech, the right to free expression, the right to have debate and discussion over real issues. See, I don't care if people that listen to me agree with me, disagree with me, or stay neutral to what I'm saying. Because honestly, I want them to do their own due diligence and do their own research. All we can do is show you the door, which I've kicked open, by the way. There's nothing to stop you from walking right in there and looking around. But in the end, you folks have to make that decision to do it. But the ability to communicate these issues to you is what prevents us from having to go to step two, which is the final defense And that's, again, shooting at each other. And I'm telling you folks right now, I have never been more concerned, never more scared for this country or this planet than I am right now. You are talking, you are listening to a man who has a lifetime of 45 years of studying military history, studying political history. And seeing a direct correlation to things that have happened in the past and what is happening right now, they are parallel. They are the exact same thing. Only this time, it's not Nazi Germany or Stalin's Russia. This time, it's being built globally. There isn't going to be an America to quote-unquote save the day There isn't going to be a place to run and hide. Their system is built strictly on the ability to control populations. They are not going to permit family farms to stick around. They're not going to permit people to have the choice of where they're going to go. Why do you think they want to bring everybody into cities? Because they can lock down cities a lot easier than they can lock down the countryside. I think the number is like 1 to 50. In other words, one man can control like 50 people. And if you look around, that's not, not wrong. Because, again, most people are sheep. Most people do what they're told, when they're told, how they're told, whatever. They accept that. They just do what they're instructed. They were built this way. They were not ever taught to actually use critical thinking skills, logic, and reason. You know, when we get to a point where common sense is a superpower, there's a problem. And the sad truth, Marty, is that there's too many people that don't see the writing on the wall, even though it should be crystal clear to them. You know, I keep saying the year 2020, there's symbology in that also. 
2020 is symbolic for perfect vision. Folks, if you don't see the perfect vision of what they're planning for this country and this planet based on what you've seen in 2020, do you think it's going to get better next year just because they inject you with some poison? And yes, we've talked about this already. We've talked about how Bill Gates has a patent to turn you into a walking, talking version of a Bitcoin. Fact, ladies and gentlemen, the patent's out there. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy. Think you're going to be eating meat? No, you're going to be eating something that they produced in a lab. You think you're going to have choices? No, this whole system is built for one purpose only, to refuse to give you choices. You're going to be thankful, thankful when you get that one fresh apple instead of going into a grocery store now and having a choice of a thousand of them. You're going to be thankful when you have some money coming in, quote unquote, so that you can pay some bills. The World Economic Forum has told you, and they actually told you back in 2016, if you look up the date of the article, in the future, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And I've already explained to you folks, look at the deeds to your quote-unquote house. It calls you a tenant. You own nothing. You are a renter. You think you own that car or truck out in that parking lot? You do not. You have a certificate of title, a certificate that says there's a title somewhere. But the certificate of title is not the title. The title is actually the manufacturer's statement of origin, which you never saw and you never had. Because that got sent directly to the state by the car dealership initially. And if somebody actually asks for it, the car dealership is going to look at you like you're silly or stupid. And then what happened? You just walked on in there. I'm here to register my new car, my new truck. Word register, transfer ownership to a third party of your own free will, and you even paid them to steal your property. How do you like them apples, Marty? That's <laughs> That kind of sticks in your craw, doesn't it? Yeah, but again, you know, the the whole reason I have been fighting so very hard the last several years is because I see the writing on the wall, and everybody should be able to see it by now. The divide-and-conquer strategy that these people consistently use year after year, decade after decade, yet century after century, they're doing it again. Marty, I have never seen this country so divided as I do right now. And both sides are chomping at the bit, but, and both sides are chomping at the bit to start shooting at each other. Marty, I have been a soldier. I have been to war zones. I have seen and read and researched and heard the horror stories, seen the dead bodies. Folks, if you do not realize the evil of war, and think it's going to be some glorious thing. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Death, destruction, despair, hunger, 
misery, mass murder, on a massive budget. That's what you people are calling for. And it irritates the hell out of me, Marty. Because the last thing I want to see is my town destroyed, my state destroyed, my country destroyed, or the planet that we live on destroyed. Marty, a lot of years ago, a tornado tore through the downtown of Clarksville, Tennessee, where I live. Devastated several buildings. Destroyed the antique mall that I used to love visiting to that I was a dealer in. Destroyed it. Folks, I've also witnessed what happened when my downtown flooded, not once, not twice, several times since I've been here, where it really went over and above and the top and took out businesses again, where all you saw was the roof lines. Every time that happens, buildings get destroyed, buildings get bulldozed, buildings just, businesses are gone, people's lives is changed forever. The same thing happens now, only far worse. Far, far worse. You want to know what war looks like? Go online. Type in a few words into one of the YouTube searches. I don't care which country that we're at war with. Look at what Somalia looks like. Look at what Iraq looks like. Look at what Lebanon looks like. Listen to these people's stories. Hunger. Suffering. No clear water, no fresh water, no electricity, no place safe to lay their head. The buildings they're living, assuming they're not completely crumbled, almost destroyed. And no money and no ability to get the resources necessary to rebuild those things. The male population, most of it dead. The female population the little, and little people suffering greatly. Old people really suffering. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that, my friends, is what we call war. And I keep pointing out that the crime syndicate has declared war on you. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. This is economic warfare. They stole your jobs. They stole your businesses. This is biological warfare. Chemtrails. Fluoride in the water. They're poisoning you with uh, injections. Nuclear warfare. All you have to do is go on over and see what they did in Japan. Fukushima is still pushing all kinds of wonderful radiation into the ocean and around the area. And guess what, folks? It didn't stay in Japan. It reached America's shorelines several years ago. And so how did America react to it? Oh, easy. They just modified the amount of radiation you can get so it's no longer dangerous. 
even though it's thousands of times more than the original numbers that they used to share as being dangerous or deadly to you. Poisoning you with crops, hunger, taxation. Folks, I don't know how to make it any clearer that you're a slave to their system. Your bankers own you. The politicians rule you. All because of puppeteers that you've never seen, you've never met, and very few of you even know about. The power has always been with people. That's the one thing that they fear more than anything. People waking up. And when you sit there and you point to the constitution of this country or the state and say there, that's at least some legitimacy. Well, again, I have no problem with people contracting with each other, Marty. I have zero problem with that. I really don't. And when they agree to do certain things and they follow certain rules and everybody follows the rules and everybody is happy and nobody's being exploited and pillaged. Hell, I don't even have a problem with slavery if the slaves are willing to put up with it. I really don't have a problem with it. My problem is this. When everybody who's a slave think that they have the right to make me one of them also just because they said so. And when you're out there saying, oh, I'd never do that. Oh, yeah? All you face masks, Nazis, you need to wear a mask with no evidence. Like we don't care about our neighbors. On the contrary, we really care about our neighbors because we're busy spreading the truth about this. Look up Research Event 201. Look who financed it. And then look who's behind all yes. the garbage now pointing out that the coronavirus hoax, again, where did it come out of? That $1,200 check Marty was talking about earlier and those trillions of dollars the bankers got bailed out on? Where did those dollars come from? They started doing that back in January of 2019, a full year before the word coronavirus hit the airwaves as a massive propaganda machine a full year it didn't happen out of nowhere it didn't come out in March of 2020 oh we need to do this legislation so people have money oh no they always plan for it long before implemented you've heard me say it again and again and again and I don't know how many examples I've given you but it's been a bunch See past the lies, see past the propaganda, realize that you have all power. And the power is simply this. No consent to tyranny. Use the word no and follow through by meaning it. You don't have to get violent. You don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to start killing people. You just have to say no. 
And back in the 1960s, some people were trying to do that then too. They were called flower children. But the problem is they got hijacked the same way all organizations that are ground up get hijacked. When you get a really, truly legitimate populist movement, a legitimate one, it has to be hijacked by the powers of being. How do you control the opposition? You start the opposition or you hijack the current opposition. Now you're in control, just like the Matrix told you. They told you to control. All Neo was was a countermeasure for the same syndicate. He was symbolic as being a countermeasure where they still controlled the machine, still controlled the universe. Neo was not the quote-unquote savior, contrary to everybody's opinion of the actual Matrix series. And by the way, I love that series. I do. I love it because it shows so much. But Neo was still a puppet of the machines right down to the very last. Back to you, Marty. Well, you know, I've watched over the years and I'm of a certain age. I've seen a lot of things go down in this country. Um, and I do remember where I was when JFK was murdered. And <clears throat> I have never at any time, John, ever seen the country as volatile and divided and ignorant all at the same time. I mentioned to someone here recently that about it, back in the 60s, even into the 70s, the college campuses were hotbeds of uh, social change and flourishing it was the from the college campuses the efforts to stop the vietnam war one of the most terrible things we ever did as a country was to invade vietnam and those people have paid a terrible price even today for what we did but this is this is where the catalyst for all that came from the protesting in the streets your right to protest peaceably um you look at the protests let's say up in the Twin Cities. They already know that provocateurs were sent in to start the looting and the rioting and to create problems. We know in Atlanta, it was two FBI, uh, two policemen and an FBI agent that started the fiasco. Um, but they want, they want it to devolve into non-peaceful. And because once it becomes that, then you're right to peaceably assemble but see, go back again to this COVID thing and these lockdown restrictions and no more than 10 people in your home. Your right to peaceably assemble is being violated. When you can't go to church, your right to peacefully assemble has been violated. If you think there actually is a virus out there, I personally do not. Uh, it, you know, I keep pointing out to people if it was anything like what they say it is, we'd be having people drop in the streets. You'd be finding dead people everywhere. You can't have an, a million supposedly infected people overnight, yet not one dead body in the streets. They're all dead in nursing homes and in the hospital, in jails, in prisons. That's where they're dead. Not out on the street where everybody's walking around. And the only way social distancing would work is if you all stood still. And even then, it's iffy. 
but since we're all moving, you're passing through the area where someone else was just standing. So you're going to be breathing that air anyway. So if you haven't caught on that social distancing is a psychological operation that causes you to feel isolated and stressed and disconnected, I don't know what you've been doing. For you people wearing masks, the CDC has admitted they do no good. Fauci is on record before recently as saying masks do no good. The DOD had on their page after everybody became infected from the flu shot that wearing a mask was of no value. And yet there you all are with your masks on which are full of bacteria and germs that are colonizing and you're breathing that in. Can you say lung infection? I I don't know when we became such a country of wimps. When we became so gutless and spineless, I don't know where our passion went. I I don't know. Um, I've seen people assemble themselves right or left, Republican or Democrat, but never to the point of the viciousness I see today some of the worst postings on even my Facebook page are by professed Christians who quote the Bible and what all God's going to do, but then go on to be one of the most profane people I've ever seen. And I've bounced them off my page. Um, I have this mixture of religion and politics, I think, has become a malignancy. Uh, we tie religion to the Republicans and, of course, and the ungodliness to the Democrats. Oh, please, if it were only that simple. Religion, to me, for me, religion is the works of men. It's it's a, it's a pastime for idiots. You either have faith in God or you don't. And all the religion in the world isn't going to give you just like you either understand what's happening around you and you try to learn the law and you try to understand how things are supposed to be going as opposed to how they are going. And once you start doing that, you cease to be a Democrat or a Republican. You simply become someone who is determined to see things change. And attacking one another over people out in D.C., stop it for God's sake. Trump doesn't give a damn if you live, die, or survive, and neither does Biden. Get over it. These people have nothing to do with you, don't care about you, never did, never will. But you get a, get a grip here. If you're not going to educate yourself, if you're not going to avail yourself of like all of the information John has put together, all of the information he puts out there, if if you're not going to do that, and, and so many other people who have tried to educate the public, give them a real education of how they exist, why they exist in the form that they do, and what are their rights under this. If you're not going to do that, shut up. Just shut up. I don't want to hear, oh, you're a conspiracy. Oh, that's fake news. Blah, blah, blah. Those, jingoism is for people who are stupid. Now, that's just the way I see it. When you start hollering fake news and conspiracy theory and blah, 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 shut up. You shouldn't be talking in public. And But I just, John, I don't know where to go from here. I like to say I, what eats at me under everything is the lack of passion, the lack of, of spine. Uh, we're Americans, for God's sake. 
We don't lay down. And yet here these people are going, well, what are you going to do? Well, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Well, the government said so, so I'm going to do it. What the hell? I mean, I'm an old lady. I got more spunk than that. I don't know. It's just my thoughts. We got about five minutes left here. John, you got anything you want to add in the end? Yeah, Marty, I do. Folks, we're forgetting about who we are. And I want to make it crystal clear as we talk about this show today. I want to make it crystal clear. You are a woman or you are a man. You are a boy. You are a girl. You have blood flowing through you. You have hopes. You have dreams. You love somebody. Somebody loves you. At least we hope they do. You have um, plans for the future. You have things that you want to accomplish. You have thoughts. You have jobs, or at least we hope. But here's the caveat. So does your neighbor, who might not necessarily agree with your thinking, and you vice versa. It's okay to be different. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is when you're sitting there and you're making a decision because you're different, that that justifies your right to go out and kill somebody else who thinks differently than you. I don't know what kind of psychopathy the powers that should not be have implemented into your mind through its programming, but I'm telling you right now, you've got to break free from that thinking You've got to stop. How do they implement every war that we've been in in the last 150 years? Through lies. Lies. A boiler blows up in a ship. All of a sudden, we're at war with Spain. The Germans sink a ship in World War I. And they told people... Don't get on that ship. If we see it, we're going to sink it because it's bringing military supplies over. What do we do? We make sure that the Nazis or the um, Germans knew where it was going and it was unescorted. And they blew it up. A lot of Americans wanted it. The Germans took out full-page full page ads, full-page ads in the newspapers in New York. And the idiot still got on there. And yes, it was carrying munitions, which made it a legitimate target for war. World War II, mm-hmm. what got us in war? Same thing. December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor. Boom. Hey, we talk about FDR knew that it was coming. He knew the ships were on the way. Yep. And it didn't matter. And they had an actual congressional investigation into that. And when they figured out that he knew, they stopped it because they were prosecuting the general and they were prosecuting the naval commander of the base. And when they discovered that FDR kept silent because he had made a deal, Mm -hmm. see, people don't know that he was actually friends for 20-some years with uh, what's-his-name over in England. I'm having a brain cramp right now because we're running out of time. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Churchill. Churchill, thank you. They've been friends, and they knew each other from the teens from World War One era. 
And then you can go to the Korean quote-unquote conflict. And then you can move on to the uh, um, Vietnam. Again, you had the attack that never took place. Right. And then, of course, they tried to get us into the seven-day or the six-day war by having the uh, Israelis bomb the USS Liberty. It didn't work. Yep. Liberty fought back, and the Americans refused to follow orders to destroy their own friends. Right. Then what okay. did we do? Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Bullshit. Wasn't Have any. you folks figured out? Have you folks not figured out they do nothing but lie to get you in these wars? Have you not figured out the hopes and their dreams is that we will start shooting at each other? So by the time we're done killing one another, then they can come out of their bunkers and they'll be just happy-go-lucky. And we're out of time, people. Love yes, one we another. are. Yes. Try, yeah, try that for a change and see how that works out for you. Uh, you might see you have a little different perspective on things. A reminder again, all of these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C. We'll be participating again this year or this next year. Everybody have a good evening, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. John, thank you for co-hosting with me this evening. Good night, everyone. <laughs>